The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 122. Talk about connecting on Instagram with Andrea Jones. Andrea Jones has built an online business committed to empowering businesses to utilize the power of social media in a positive and impactful way without being overwhelmed and drained by the process. With over seven years' experience in the game, Andrea hosts the acclaimed podcast, The Savvy Social Podcast, leads a team providing done-for-you service inside of her marketing agency that was named a top digital marketing agency in 2021, and she serves over 200 students in her membership, The Savvy Social School. Today, Andrea is here to talk to us about Instagram why it still matters, why you need to get on board, do you really have to dance in a reel, and many, many other things, including my new soapbox, how to get and stay visible. So go grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab a notebook and pen while you're at it, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, it is I, your host, Renee, and I'm here with the fabulous and exciting and fancy, as we've determined pre-recording, Andrea Jones. Andrea, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I think I already said your name wrong, though. It's Andrea, right? Yes, but as this I said, is, I'm not going to correct you. I'm just going to go I with know, it. I <laughs> know, but this is an ongoing. This is ongoing now for me. I'm like, there's something in my head where you tell me how to say your name, and then five seconds later, I'm like, I'm just going to call you what I want, which is horrible. Yeah, 2022 well, me needs to do better. Hello. Hello, new year, new me. No, honestly, it is it is a unique name, a little bit fancy. It's I'm, I will say it's very fancy. You're very fancy. I know we've only just met, but I think that that's true for you. How are you these days? Oh, you know, I'm hoping 2022 will kind of be a different than 2020 or 2021 <laughs> was. Because wow, wow, yeah, wow. It's been it's been quite a lot. Uh, I'm with you. I hope that it is different i was gonna say surprising but i don't want any more surprises actually no i just i want normal that's what i uh-huh. want normal life yeah i would like steady i would like something mm-hmm. i would like cozy and steady and i would like you know like a journey but not <laughs> but not like a one that makes me go what is happening now yeah yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll see We'll see what happens, especially since I work in the world of social media. It changes so much. I'm kind of like, can we just, let's let's not change anything for a year. That'd be great. Right. Well, th- this leads me to, the, to the, the point of today's episode is that we're talking about Instagram. And for all of you who've been listening since day one, you're going to be like, um, you've already talked about Instagram. But you cannot just, it's not a one and done because as you just said, it is ever evolving. Yeah, it is. And even if we just think about the past year and a half, you know, Instagram Reels is a thing now. IGTV doesn't exist. 
Um, we're seeing a lot of content in our feed from people who we've never seen before. Yes. Um, we're, we're like, do as a business owner, do we have, do we have to dance? Do we have to do all of this? So Listen, it, it can be a lot. Do I have to dance? Let's be honest no. with me. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm a huge fan of not dancing if not dancing is for you. Um, I tried one dancing video because, you know, research. Sure. Um, and not for me at all. I don't even know where people find the time to learn these dances. They're quite complex. No. And I've seen some <laughs> other, my fellow business owners, especially in the wedding space, I've seen them dance. And I just the whole time think, what are you doing? Don't you have emails to answer? Like, what is happening? <laughs> Yeah. And it, I mean, honestly, it does depend on your brand. Like there are some brands out there and some businesses where dancing makes a lot of sense for them and it works, but there are other ways that you can leverage some of the trending content placements. Um, and I know we'll dive into all of this as well, but it, it's just one of those comforting things for business owners to hear, you know, you don't have to dance. I love that. I love that we got it out of the way early because honestly, that's, I said that to you pre-roll. I was like, listen, I'm not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because, you know, in a past life, I actually was, um, I did musical theater. So I was, you could argue, um, a professional dancer on some level, but no, I will not dance on a reel. Mostly <laughs> because if it's not perfect, I'm going to not want to post it. And that defeats the entire purpose of the whole thing, right? So what do we, I just want to start by saying this because I know, I know, because last year we did a visibility challenge at the end, in the fall, in, the, in quarter four, and I had my lovely lovely, amazing uh, group of all women that showed up for that challenge who were still like, oh, do I have to post to Instagram? So for, for now and forever, Instagram's not going anywhere, correct? Correct. And they're <laughs> fighting really hard to stay relevant. Um, you know, I think as far as social media platforms go, when you compare them to a platform like Facebook, still don't have as many users as Facebook. Really? Um, not nope instagram still doesn't have as many users as facebook but it does have more users than the other platforms like TikTok or linkedin or twitter um so there's a lot of potential for business owners and instagram is constantly innovating which you know as a business owner can feel a little bit annoying but it also means they're they're really trying to stay relevant and trying to deliver a product that consumers actually want to spend time on i mean i personally love instagram like i i will say as you know as all of our social media channels continue to stay relevant in some way, I use them for very different things. And so when we talk about, you know, Instagram, for me, I, I feel so like warm toward Instagram because to me, that's like where I connect, where I feel like I can connect better with my fellow vendors or people that I love, but don't see often because you can visually see what's happening with them. And I know that sounds so basic to say, but that is why I feel so connected to it. And I would imagine that's why our audiences feel connected to us as well. Yeah, exactly. It's it is a place for connection, and um, you'll start to notice even the changes on the app are kind of encouraging people to connect more than post content. So you know they're really emphasizing things like direct messages and comments and those sorts of things. So um, you know it's 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 a place for connection for sure, and that's something that Instagram itself wants to underline and emphasize. I love it. So. Now that we're we're in 2022, what do you think is the best way to not the best way because there is no best way I think, but how do we show up on social media that best fits our individual selves and our individual businesses? Is there like the best way? 
Oh, I wish there was a one size fits all. <laughs> to <Right>. this. It's <laughs> right. like it just magically fits everyone, but it does take some customization to kind of figure out what works for you. So a few questions to ask is how much time do you want to spend on the app? I think that's something that a lot of business owners skip over because they think they should be, you know, quote unquote on all the time. But I think that's what leads to burnout and that what le- that's what leads to, you know, over comparing yourself. So figure out actually how much time you want to spend on the app um, and then ask yourself how you want to communicate your message. So um, I prefer talking hence this podcast. I like video content. So that's my kind of uh, poison of choice when it comes to showing up on social media. Some people like writing, some people like designing. So kind of figuring out how you want to show up. And the beautiful thing about a platform like Instagram is once you've landed on how you want to communicate, there's so many options for how to do that within the app. Even in something like a placement like Instagram Reels or Stories or right in the feed, you can do audio, video, text only. There's so many different options. Um, so just kind of figuring out how you want to do that. And then, you know, figuring out a cadence that works for you. So if you figure out how much time you want to spend on the app, you figure out how much you want, how often you want to show up and how you want to communicate that message, then you kind of work it into your schedule just like you would anything else. So um, for me, like, let, let's take a step back and think about a different area of the business, bookkeeping. I will... Like if I had let those receipts pile up and they're not reconciled in my QuickBooks, it's never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I look at it probably two to three times a week because I want to make sure it's all cleaned up. And then it's only actually a few things that I have to do. I think Instagram is the same. When you look at it as, you know, you have to do this big, massive piece of work up front, then it can feel overwhelming. So it really just depends on how you want to approach it. Some of my clients like posting in real time. Some of my clients like to curate their content a week at a time. That's how I do it. And then a lot of my clients like to do a whole month or a quarter at a time. So really just figuring out how you want to show up there, I think, is the biggest piece um, to kind of tying all of those elements together. Yeah. I love that you said figure out your cadence because... I think for people who aren't doing um, Instagram as much, and to be honest, like I'll raise my hand in 2021, I didn't post that much. I was, listen, the first part of the year, I was like, what the hell is still going on? I have no content to like on my wedding planning account. I was like, I have nothing to say, nothing to post. I'm not, not working at all. And then we got vaccinated and then we started weddings. And then I was so busy that I didn't have any time to post. So it was interesting because my very last wedding of the year, was with a photographer friend who um, who said something to me like, oh yeah, you don't post a lot. And I was like, in my head, I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, no, she's right. I haven't posted a lot. So in 2022, I've made it my business to start with a, a schedule and figure out what's going to work for me because not posting isn't something that I personally want for my business. I want to be sharing content, you know? Um, but I also have a friend who's been like trying to hit 10,000 followers for like a year. And she's like, oh my God, I'm posting three times a day and nothing's happening. And so it's like, I don't know. I think you have to figure out what you're, what you're committed to, I guess, is, is where I'm going with this, what you can commit to. Cause three times a day sounds bananas to me. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it uh, personally. <laughs> and this is my job. Um, right. <laughs> All right. And I think that if you are a content creator, you know, that's your whole job then I think three times a day makes a lot of sense. So I'm talking about the people who, you know, make YouTube videos for a living and that's their job or they're just an internet personality. Sure, three times a day makes sense. But as a business owner, I have 
like 10,000 other things on my to-do list. Um, I don't have time to, to post three times a day. So, yeah. um, you know, figuring out that cadence is important. Um, and I also think, you know, you, you mentioned your friend who wants to get to 10,000 followers, which is great. That's a great goal. Uh, but I think for a lot of business owners too, um, the goal may look differently. So figuring out where, what is the, your end goal? Like, what are you trying to do? For me, it's all about getting business. Um, you know, you look at my social media accounts. I don't have a ton of followers. Um, I'm all about the connection and the community and building up referral partners. That's how it works best for me. Um, and so, you know, figuring out how that works for you and how it actually, like, how does social media play a role in your business? What role does it play? Oftentimes for me, it is that connection piece. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm in the position where I have the Moxie Bright account, which is my wedding planning account, which has like 6,000 ish followers. And then I have my Renee Dallow account, which is what I've been trying to build because that's, where all the education stuff lives and the podcast stuff lives. And, you know, I think that I have a lot of people following me at the wedding planning account who actually here for education and they just haven't like found their way over there yet. So I do a lot of stuff about like, go over here, go get that thing here, over here, because I'm trying to like organize it for people. But, you know, maybe nobody cares but me. That is possible. <laughs> no, I think it does make sense for some brands to have it separated um, into two accounts. This is a question I get a lot. Like, should I have two accounts or one account? And it really does depend on how you want to show up in your brand. I know some people who don't want to have a personal brand. They just want to have a business or they want to keep the two very separated. Um, kind of like you have two different um, ideal clients. So yeah. you have two different brands, right? Um, so yeah, definitely deciding if that's for you, but also going into it, knowing you're going to have twice as many posts and twice as much work to do with two accounts. Yes. So just kind of being aware of that and maybe, you know, getting support with some of that as you can. Oh yeah. I have a, a VA that pretty much handles the talk with Renee Dallow account because there's just, I, there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. I love that. So this is an interesting thing to ask because I, even as I ask this question, I think, do I think about it this way? But really for Instagram, do you believe that we should be trying to post things that are shareable outside of your own audience? Like, are we, because I think like for so many of us, we're just trying to post things that reflect our businesses. And I don't really give a lot of thought to, will this be shared far and wide? Mm, yes. So I think that's part of the natural um, habits of the consumers is as a user, if we see something funny or interesting, we want to share it with the people that we know. Um, so I do think there is an element of that in your content, but ultimately, you know, you're just speaking to your people, you're speaking to your group, right? So really understanding the language that they use, understanding, you know, internal inside jokes in the industry, um, you know, those sorts of things are what builds community. I don't know if you necessarily need to go into every post saying, I hope someone shares this, but I do think it is an important thing to consider as you are creating content. And the beautiful yeah. thing about this like creative industry is that a lot of it is just so pretty that people want to share it, right? Yeah, I didn't think, yeah, it's so funny. You said, <laughs> we talked about shareable and I was thinking like jokes and you're like pretty. I'm like, oh, pretty, right. I forgot about pretty. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is mostly because my husband is a stand-up comic and he has, he had at one point a very large following on TikTok and he spent most of the pandemic making TikTok videos. My 50-year-old husband, by the way. Um, I love yeah, that. Right? Well, here's, you, you'll love this as an online um, business, you know, you'll love this. So I am a big Amy Porterfield uh, student. I've been an ambassador for Amy. I'm like all up in Amy's stuff. She's the one who taught me how to do all my courses. And Amy did a podcast episode about TikTok 
you know, two years ago now, right? It was actually right before the pandemic hit. And I was listening to it on a drive home from Alt Summit, where I know we both were speakers. And I came home and I said to Joe, my husband, I said, I think you'd like TikTok. Like, I think you'd be good at this. So he listened to the podcast episode and started a TikTok channel. At one point during the pandemic, he had like 11,000 followers, but he was doing a lot of political stuff. And then he got really, it got really like, kind of toxic over there. <laughs> mm. So he shut down the account and now he's just doing like silly jokes. But um, it was interesting to see as someone who like, I only had a TikTok account to really follow him to sort of see um, like what did get shared and what people did interact with. Because on TikTok, it's not just, you know, share this, it's like duet this or like you talk, you know, like, you know, more, very more interactive than we can do on Instagram. Yeah. And, and those are some of the changes that Instagram is making. They just released a few months ago, a feature where you can um, uh, make a video as a reply to someone's comment. So if someone comments on your video, you can make a reply similar to TikTok. And so there is oh. this, yeah, there's this interactive element that they're, they're trying to layer into the platform, which is all about community. Um, and yeah, so I think, you know, when we think about Instagram and this idea of shareable content, it's moving away from a platform that everything is perfectly curated. It looks great. It look, you know, it sounds great to this like real um, community based connective platform where yes, you can still post that content, but now there's almost this new expectation of are people going to connect with it and share it? And you know what and one example of this that's currently kind of part of Instagram's um, culture is when you see a post you like, you share it to your stories, right? Yes. So that yes. that feeling I think is going to kind of deepen as the platform develops even further. Now I just want to comment here and say I know so many wedding pros who still have their, you know, their complete devotion to their perfectly curated, every three squares gets a graphic square like feed. Can you please go on record and tell us we can stop doing this because it is madness, right? Yes. It, it, you don't have to do this at all. Um, I do think, so my one like little footnote to this is if it's a huge part of your brand, I've worked with um, like brand designers and web designers in the past as well, who are very adamant about this. And if it's a huge part of your brand, go for it. But I've done a ton of testing on this with my clients over the years. It does not improve your business at all. So what I mean by that is it doesn't get you more followers. It doesn't get you more engagement. It doesn't get you more clients and customers at the end of the day. So if it makes you feel warm and fuzzy, sure, by all means continue, but you absolutely don't have to do that. Because stop it with the feed curation. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, as someone whose feed is wildly uncurated, but I also feel like when I go to those pages that do it, I often feel like there's not a real person behind it, even though I know there probably is, right? I look at it and go like, well, that's very slick mm -hmm. <laughs> for me. That's, that's my impression. When we use our, when we're posting on social media, especially Instagram specifically, how much of what we're posting, you know, should be a real reflection on what's happening inside our business. And I say this, you know, after the last two years plus that we've been in, like, how honest are we being on Instagram? Yeah. I think it's really important that your social media is as accurate to working with you as possible. Because I think the biggest challenge that a lot of business owners have is someone goes, oh, your Instagram looks really luxurious. And then they hire you and you're sending them like a PDF proposal or, you know, like, or like, you know, a text-based something that's not as pretty, right? So 
I do think that social media should be that mirror to what's happening inside of your business. And I think this is important for all areas of your business. So, you know, if someone calls you uh, to to book something with you, are they talking to you? Are they talking to your team? How can you show that person on social media? You know, who are they communicating with? Um, you know, what are your values as well? I know um, in the wedding industry specifically, you know, there are certain values that consumers have that you want to make sure that are accurate on social media. So it's not just, you know, when something happens in the world and all of a sudden it's, you know, Black Lives Matter, or do you actually have that client customer base or, you know, are you actually working with those types of people? So I think all of those things are really important when we're thinking about how we show up on social media, because it really should reflect back what, what it is like to work with you. Yeah, I agree. It was interesting. I, um, just yesterday I went to lunch with one of my clients and her parents and I hadn't met them because, you know, of the way things have been going, we haven't been going out at all. And, we had been working together for a couple of months and I think they were like, we need to, we need to meet this person you hired. And one of the first things they asked me was, are you vaccinated? And I said, of course I'm vaccinated. And I thought in my, I really thought in my head, like out of everything I put out there in the world, you didn't know I was vaccinated. And then I thought, wait, did I say, have I ever said on my Instagram that I'm vaccinated? Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. that sounds so simple, but like, these are the things we put, we can put out there to um, show people who we are in a, in a real way. I mean, and you know, I've talked about on this podcast, my listeners know that I've talked about for the entirety of the pandemic, maybe don't put everything out on social media. Um, there was someone very early in 2020, uh, when everything got postponed at first, who literally put like showed her bank account and was like, oh. yeah, yes. And was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to live on this. Like it was very raw, but also for me, it felt inappropriate, right? So, and that made me go go into the show and be like, hey guys, please don't do that. That was real. No one needs to know that. So like, obviously there's always a balance, but I love what you're saying about, you know, using social media as sort of a clue, a clue, clues on what it's like to really work with you. And if, if you're not the one doing the intake, right? If you're not the one that's actually going to be doing the wedding, maybe highlight your associates, highlight your assistants on your social media. And so they are familiar to people. So it's not like, Hey, who's this girl now? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I like to think of social media, like the, um, like, you know how at Costco, they have those little samples. Well, they did pre-pandemic. They did. (laughs) The glory days of Costco when we used to get samples. But social media should feel like that. Like, can we give them like a little nibble, a little taste? And then they go, Oh, I want the whole thing. Right. Yes. Yes. One of my wedding planner friends does a really good job of um, when she's taking her clients on venue tours, because that's really all we've gotten to do a lot. You know, I mean, we're doing weddings. I shouldn't say that. In Los Angeles, obviously, we're back to weddings. But she does a really good job of saying, like, today's the day for so-and-so to pick their venue. Come with us. And she'll t- and she'll show you, like, four different venues. And then at the end, say, like, which one do you think they picked? And it's always, like, it's very fun. It's very interactive and cute to have that, like, go on the journey together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think stuff like that really illuminates like what it's like to work with her, you know, like her personality, um, how she sees these venues, because some of the times when she shows venues that I know, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have video, I wouldn't have recorded that part, or I wouldn't have focused on that part of it, you know, so it's always interesting to see someone's eye. Yeah, 
Exactly. So how can you give them that that window into your business? I love that idea. And I think that's a great example of you could create that type of content without having your face on the camera, without dancing, without pointing. You know, there's so many there's so many so options. Much, there's so much pointing going on right now, you guys. So much pointing and let, nodding at like random things that you've already that you've typed up. I just I haven't done it yet. Yeah, I love it. So let's talk about building relationships. And also, can we talk a little bit about like sliding into someone's DMs? Because maybe I'm old school, but when someone comes in my DMs, I'm like, it's someone that I don't like know comes in my DMs. I'm always like, oh, what are they trying to sell me? Mm-hmm. So like, how do we do that without it feeling invasive? Yeah. And I think in this industry, it's all about your relationships, um, but not necessarily with your end consumers, right? It's not your clients. It's with who they know your vendors, your contacts, all of those people. So when I think about relationship building on Instagram, that's whose DMs I'm sliding into. So if there is, you know, um, a colleague who you really admire their work, I would start with that. I think it's a lot like um, a networking event. We don't want to be like the greasy sales guy who's just handing out as many business cards as possible, not starting any conversations with people. I don't even, but like that doesn't work. (laughs) So it's like very 2005 guys don't do that, obviously. Yeah, it's kind of slimy. Um, I want to be the person who has deep conversations with maybe two or three people at the networking event, right? So I approach Instagram the same way. I look for those collaboration partners, those vendors, those people who also work with my clients and build relationships with them because that's really the backbone of of this industry. It's very rare that someone goes, um, you know, you message me on Instagram and now I'm going to work with you. <laughs> it's, <Right>. very, <laughs> it's very rare that that happens, almost never. Um, and so you really want to try to find creative ways of getting in front of your clients. And oftentimes that comes at from a referral. Yeah, I agree with that. Andrea, do you think uh, responding to someone's story is the same as it like, is that the same energy as a DM or is it different? No, it's the same energy. It's almost like um, it's a private conversation. It's kind of like texting. And I like to respond. Um, I'm pretty introverted as well. So sometimes I'll just respond with an emoji and it helps me yes. stay top of mind, right? I do that a lot. Like, especially if someone is showing like their beautiful work. Like I know this baker that I, all the time she posts something and I send her like the hands clapping because I'm just like, it's so good, but I don't, doesn't, she doesn't need me to be like, oh my God, this is beautiful every single time. So I'm like, she, Nicole gets it. Like I, everything she does, I'm like, big fan, big fan. Yeah. And I love that you said the word fan too, because I think there's an energy that goes into like, if you're champion, championing uh, someone else, then they're more likely to do the same thing for you. Like if you're genuinely obsessed with what they do, I mean, that's, that's the key to any relationship really. And so, you know, get cozy with the people in your industry, in your space and figure out how you can cheer them on as well. I love it. I love it. How often do you show your face on Instagram? Oh, I'm on there all the time. Like me personally, (laughs) (laughs) I like video. So, um, you know, one of the ways that I do this is if I have a thought and typically it happens after recording a podcast like this or after talking to a client, they'll say something where I go, oh, more people need to hear this. So I'll just turn on my camera and say, here's a thought for today. And that's it. That's the post. Um, And I just, 
yeah, it's simple. I show up at however I am, um, wherever I'm at, and I don't overthink it. And that's how I create a lot of my content. And that really helps me show up more frequently. Honestly, um, I sit down and write out like my core pieces for the week. But if I had to do one post every day, just sit down and write it out, I don't personally think I would do it. I'm just... I'm just not that person. So I think, you know, tapping into like how you like to show up naturally will help you create more content. Yeah, I love that. What about, it's like, even asking the question makes me go like, uh, 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 uh. okay, so how are you using reels? And where are you getting the ideas for your reels from? Is it kind of the same, like things people say to you in podcast Mm -hmm. episodes, et cetera? Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> I think the the thing that I remember with Reels is that it's a competitor to TikTok. And how TikTok works is most of your feed is people you don't follow. So the algorithm's trying to deliver content to you that it thinks you will like. So Instagram Reels are a response to that. So as you're creating Reels, just remember most of the people who see it do not follow you. That's the one, like that's that's the biggest piece to reels. So that kind of sounds frightening. Though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can be frightening, but I actually think it could be interesting as a as a business owner, especially you know you gave the example of your friend showing off the venues. You know, if you think about it, Instagram is going to try to put that in front of people who've been looking at wedding hashtags, who've been following people in the industry, and they'll go, "This person probably also wants to see this video." So now you're reaching people who you would have never re- reached before with a piece of content. I mean, of course, that's a positive spin you put on it. Thank you for that, because <laughs> I was like. I don't want to do that. I'm also an extrovert, so I don't know where this Reels aversion is coming from. I need to get over it. In my, that's one of my 2022 goals is to get over it. I've made exactly one Reel using only photos after Wedding MBA. And I was like, mm-hmm. it took me like an hour and I was very proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, I think that's the thing with Reels is that it can be intimidating because the top performing Reels are like theatrical productions. I don't know how these people are doing it. I, I honestly don't. <laughs> they are theatrical. <laughs> but the ones that your audience are looking for, and this is where the beauty of the algorithm comes in. I geek about out about this a lot, but it, it really comes down to creating content that connects with the right people. Um, so I had a client recently that just did um, like a quote. You know how people create like those design quote cards? Uh, oh. I use Canva. She Me put too. like... Um, a video background behind it, made it the size of a reel, and that was it. And it got 33,000 views. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very simple. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it necessarily has to be complicated. She just, like, the way she did it, it's like the words that she used, we already knew it would resonate with her audience because she created a similar post in the past. So it was really just repurposing content. But now new people were finding her because of this, and she saw an influx of followers and all of that. Um, but it really is, I mean, it doesn't have to be that complex. You, As long as you know what resonates with the people that you're talking to, I think the options are endless, really. And so how much should we pay attention to the trending reels, you know, the ones that they they hope you copy? Yeah. So leaning into trends is a fast way to grow. I will say that. I can't deny it. Um, Every test that we've run, if you do a trending sound or a trending dance or trending something, Instagram favors that type of content. Um, It really depends on where you are in your stage of growth. So 
in our programs, we kind of put people into different stages. And, you know, if you're in that beginner stage, don't worry about the trends. You're really just, you're, you've got training wheels on. We're not doing kickflips yet. Right. So, <laughs> so just, you know, do what you can and then we'll, we'll work up to it. Um, if you feel like your Instagram is stagnant, if you feel like you've been doing the same thing for more than 90 days and you're not seeing growth, try a trend and see how it affects your brand. Um, because trends really do help kind of give you that jump start again and um, kind of put you at the top of the algorithm. All right, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be a dancing one. Have you ever seen a response or heard a response that was more like Eeyore, like, mur, mur. okay, I'll try it. <laughs> Fine, I'll try it. Um, so, okay, how do we do all this? I don't, I don't even, I hesitate to say all this because I don't want to overstate it, but how do we do this and still have healthy boundaries with Instagram? Because listen, the doom scrolling on the last two years, although technically I do all my doom scrolling on Twitter, it has been real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me too, with Instagram, it's the fake notifications. Like, have you noticed they send you like 90% of people have viewed this post? Oh my God. And do you want to hear something hilarious? <laughs> last night, I thought I could not fall asleep. So I was reading, um, I was reading in bed on my Kindle app, which is a horrible habit that I've, that I do all the time. And Instagram gave me a notification that my husband had just posted, except he was asleep next to me. <laughs> wow, Instagram. It said, it said Joe Dallo, Joe Dallo just posted. And it said now, and I literally turned and he was like snoring. And I was like, wow, Instagram, really? You're trying to get me to look at my husband's profile right now when he's asleep. It was, wow, yeah. Not always yeah. accurate, but fun. It's not. And in, in the technology um, and the data has shown that when you do go click over to see it, now you're suddenly on the app again and you're spending more time there. So that's, I right. mean, honestly, that's Instagram's ultimate goal is for you to spend as much time on the app as possible. Um, but as business owners, we have 10,000 things to do in a day. Um, and so it really is creating those boundaries for yourself. So a few ways that I do this for myself, and the biggest way is no notifications. So I don't have any of those notifications turned on. I have to manually go check Instagram. I don't even have the one where it shows you like one, two, three, like in the corner of the app. No, because that is too tempting for me. <laughs> I was going to uh, say that's something that I'm like, ooh, I have a thing. Yeah. 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 I'm already checking it enough. Um, and I started this practice for myself in 2017 and I've turned notifications back on a few times over the years and I always regret it and instantly turn them off again. And I just set it up as like, this is another thing I have to check. I don't need a QuickBooks notification to know I can need, go need to reconcile those receipts. It's just part of my work, right? So, right. you know, thinking about how you want to show up on the app and how often, for me, that helped me not go into the spiral of I'm checking Instagram when I really should ha like have other things to do especially with those fake notifications that get on my nerves. Uh, so when we think about like as a business owners, how we want to approach social media, it's creating boundaries like that for ourselves. What does that look like? Some of my clients like to set timers for themselves. So I'm going to spend the next 20, 30 minutes networking in being in community. Um, some of my clients use different apps for different things. So, um, I do even do this with TikTok. I love TikTok. It's like really pleasurable for me. I just scroll through the app for like 30 minutes at the end of the day. I love the algorithm. It's beautiful. Um, but that's a totally different activity than actual work. So it's right. kind of separating all of those for yourself. We keep thinking we're working, but we're really just scrolling. Oh, yeah. And I try to give myself the excuse all the time because social media is my job. So I'm like, oh, I'm researching. No, you're not. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, when I'm like buying another purse through Instagram, I'm like, am I researching? This isn't research. Um, the algorithm is such a trip though, because like I will, I noticed the other day, like I didn't notice for the first time, but it's sort of like the summation of what my experience had been occurred to me in that Instagram over the last year has been slowly showing me more and more and more luxury brands. The, like, and the culmination of this was I was like scrolling through stories and a Valentino ad popped up. An ad for Valentino popped up. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a Valentino ad in my life. What is this? And I'm like, oh, they're like tuning in more to what I'm, I mean, I'm not purchasing Valentino, but I'm looking at fashion shows. I'm looking at that fashion online, right? And so it was an interesting thing. Cause I was like, I think, you know, however, however long Instagram has been around 10 years ago, they were showing me like target ads and now they're serving me Valentino. And I was like, look at that crazy algorithm. Yep. And it's yeah. kind of, freaky in a sense where you go, oh, they know a lot of information. Yeah, they know a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also kind of wild that we just like modern society, we don't even have to think of something. Instagram's just like, is this what you were thinking about? Sometimes um, I do think they're in my head though with those ads, with this ads they serve. I'm like, did they hear me mention that car brand or that movie? Probably. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Like I am, so I'm expecting my first kid. Let's see, in oh, two months at the time of when this comes out. Um, and the ads that they're delivering, it's like I was just thinking the other day, like I should probably take a prenatal class. Suddenly, there's an ad with like, "Do you need a prenatal class?" And I was like, "I know I've said on social media that I'm pregnant, but it was like I felt like I was just thinking about this, and now they're delivering ads for this. It's wild." It's too good. I mean, good in a, good if you like it and freaky if you don't. Um, how do you feel about the phrase? Because I've heard this before and I, I'm not really sure the origin of it. If you know, let me know. But I've heard this phrase like um, create before you consume as far as Instagram goes, right? Like don't just get up and scroll because I know a lot of us are waking up, grabbing our phone and scrolling Instagram. Do you have any boundaries like that for yourself? Um, I do to some extent. So I do pre-create my content for the week. Um, and this isn't every day. It's typically two to three posts a week where they're kind of like the pillar posts. Like I'm promoting the podcast. I'm, you know, talking about an offer. So I do end up creating before those posts even go out into the world. Uh, but I think there is a huge danger with comparisonitis, mm -hmm. especially in this industry where you're looking around at your colleagues and you're like, oh, they took that, you know, that shot's better than mine or that venue was, you know, one I wanted for my clients or whatever the case may be. And it can actually hinder you from posting. Yeah. Um, so I do think that, you know, being aware of that for yourself is super important. If you already have a post queued up to go out, then it may not be as challenging, but um, it really depends. It depends on how you want to show up. Yeah. I find there are periods of time that I had to put that rule in, into place, especially in the midst of the pandemic. Like I said, when I was like, I have nothing to post and everyone's posting still. I was like, you know what? Just put the phone down. Put the phone down. It's not going to make you feel better to see other people in other parts of the, of the country or world you know, posting their beautiful photos, like just put it down. But I do try to have that rule for myself because, you know, and, and I also, when I'm posting, I do pre-create, I schedule everything on Planoly. Um, but if I'm really haven't posted in weeks and I find myself scrolling Instagram, I'm like, Hey lady, go get, go put a post up. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it. It's, it's that, um, the should, we should ourselves to death, right? Like, <laughs> 
yeah. Oh, I we do should. Sure. Yeah, we should have posted already, or we should have done it better, or differently, or. And I think you know it's part of the challenge with your social media in general. Everything is so public. I mean, we can literally see every post that every person has ever posted. Right. So there's so much more available. Um, to compare yourself to. So yeah, uh, just be wary of that. You know, some of the things that I do is um, some of my competitors, I don't follow them. I create like a little Google Keep note. And if I want to check in, I can check in. But oftentimes I find myself feeling defeated when I look at competitors because I'm like, oh man, I should have thought of that. Um, so I kind of keep it that way. Um, and then some people, I actually follow them, but I hide their posts cause oh. I don't want to, yeah, you can, you can follow someone, but you can mute them. Um, That's right. so their posts don't show up in your feed. And so, so for some people, I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm not following them and maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit, but I also don't want to see their posts, not for anything that they've done. I just can't handle it. You know, you need to protect your peace. I felt that way. This was many years ago, pre, way pre pandemic, but there was a wedding planner in my market who, um, she just really liked social media and she would post like her whole day. She would story. This is when stories were like newer. She would post like everything from breakfast to bedtime. And I, I found myself really paying so much attention to her and like really allowing her, her voice in my life a lot. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, it's just making me feel like I'm lacking in some way. And I made the decision to, I don't think I unfollowed her. I think I muted her. Um, and I just immediately felt better. And I was like, oh, look at that. And it wasn't like she was doing anything particularly, you know, bad or anything. It was just my mindset at the time just didn't need that extra voice in it, you know? Exactly. And that's how it is. I find this happens a lot when I get into a growth period in my business where I feel like I've gotten to the next level of growth. And then I start following people who I think will help inspire me to get even farther. And then I feel bad about myself because I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. yes. um, and so I, that's my pattern that I really have to watch myself for. I, I love that you know that. I, that's so powerful. Where can the lovely listeners find all of your good stuff on the internet. Cause I know you have a podcast. Yes, I do. So if you're listening to this, head on over to savvy social podcast. We talk all about social media, um, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of the platforms. Um, and really my goal with that is to make social media feel simple and easy and fun, but also help business owners use it as a tool to build their communities and to connect with their people. So Savvy Social Podcast on all the apps. Um, and then I'm on social media everywhere at online Drea. That's online D-R-E-A. Instagram's my favorite platform for connection. So if you're listening to this, feel free to send me a DM. Say you heard me on this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Yay. And you also have a membership, correct? I do. So there are two different ways to work with me. Um, in our membership program, we teach business owners the how behind all of the social media things, especially people who are like, I want to show up on Instagram Reels and I don't even know where to start. We got you. <laughs> so um, that's the program. It's uh, a lot of courses, but then also a lot of uh, coaching and one-on-one -on -one support as well. It's called the Savvy Social School. Um, and then if you are in a different stage of your business um, and you just want someone to handle it, we do also offer done-for-you services on the agency side of our business. Oh, everyone loves done-for-you services because they're like, oh, I don't have to worry about it anymore? Great. <laughs> which, <laughs> exactly. which I'm imagining isn't exactly how it goes, but sure, we'll go with that for now. 
<laughs> go with that for now. <laughs> not exactly, but close. Most most of our clients are like, I'm done. I'm not logging into Instagram anymore. So, <laughs> oh, wow, good good for them, and good for you for offering that service. Um, thank you for this conversation. I, despite my my hesitancy with uh, reels, I really truly do love Instagram. And hopefully, by the time this episode actually airs, you can go to the Renee Dallow Instagram account and see more reels because I'm gonna get my going to get my button gear about it because I actually think that I would enjoy making them. I just have this, just have a block about it, Drea. So we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to coach me through this, I think. Um, but we will put all the links to all the ways you can connect with Andrea in the show notes and you can go dive in to that podcast and just list, learn about all those social media channels that I know you're not using <clears throat> LinkedIn, um, <laughs> you know, and you know, it's a new year and you know how I, I, you know, I make fun of the new year, new you, but this is an area in your business that you can, I believe, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, Andrea, do a moderate amount of work and get a lot of results. Yeah. I think there's just so much opportunity on these platforms, right? It's like right. you don't have to buy, you know, mailers. You don't have to, you know, buy a booth or set or a billboard or, you know, you don't have to invest so much money into something. Just a little bit of time and a little bit of willingness to connect and like be open with people. And you can see some amazing results on social media. Well, that's it. That's it right there, y'all. Um, thank you so much for your time today, Andrea. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was such a great episode. Yay. I think we did a good job, you guys. <laughs> and as always, listeners, I thank you for spending your time with us. I know your time is the one thing you cannot make more of. And so I appreciate you sharing it with us today. And because it's a new year, I'm going to remind you, I'm going to remind you gently that um, if you haven't yet left a review for the show and you listen every week, we would love and appreciate that review. And also Spotify is now doing reviews as well. So if you listen on Spotify and that's been the reason for years, you've been like, I can't leave you a review. The truth is now you can. So go leave us one. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.